0: Hi and welcome to the Joe Podcast, the podcast about the amazing world of Joe Special in Africa and around the world. I'm Ineban Benson and I'll be your host. Joe hazards are increasing across the world due to climate change and continue to cause displacement of people, loss of lives and properties. Therefore, there is a need for a Joe Hazard Risk Management perspective that incorporates people, environment and technology. So in this episode, we'll be talking to Taiwo Okumumi the president of Geo Hazard Risk Mapping Initiative and how they are using geospatial information technology to help out in this area. Now, Geo Hazard Mapping Initiative is an NGO in Nigeria focused on promoting a sustainable environment through the development of float risk management capabilities using geospatial information technology. Taiwo is a geospatial professional who specializes in using geospatial technology in disaster and vulnerability assessment emergency planning and for humanitarian response so we'll be talking to him soon and we'll also talk about how you can contribute to the course through volunteering so let's dive in hi tao welcome to the podcast and thank you for taking out the time to be here so i want to talk to you about how you and your team are using just special technology as an enabling technology to help communities and your hazard response organization to facilitate your hazard response, your uh, management of these hazard events and their preparedness. But before that, I believe that the listeners are keen to, to know about your background and to learn about what you, you've been doing. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself then?
1: Thank you very much. My name is Tao and I'm a special information management specialist. Who had worked in three different international non-governmental organizations that provides emergency response support to vulnerable communities in northeastern Nigeria. I presently occupy the position of a GIS consultant to the United Nations International Organization for Migration at the Nigerian Mission. I had an academic background in geography and environmental risk, which made me to develop more interest in humanitarian activities, disaster risk reduction, and environmental sustainability. I was introduced to digital technology during my undergraduate studies. And after school, I decided to do some additional training and numerous online courses hosted by Estri, which is one of the global leaders of GIS software.
0: So, why did you branch out, if I may use that term, to focus your expertise and apply your special skill to the humanitarian sector?
1: Yes, many people always ask me why GIS to my interior. Well, the number one reason was because my first official GIS position was with a humanitarian organization called Action Against Hunger. Through my support to the organization in creation of my project maps development of data collection survey tools and managing the geospatial database infrastructures i was able to discover the application of GIS to emergency response and to humanitarian project activities another reason was due to the fact that i realized that there are few gaps in the number of GIS professionals working in the field of humanitarian and disaster response i see it as a big avenue to grow my career in the GIS in this particular field and that was really what made me to specialize in GIS to my and disaster response.
0: Well, that, that's quite interesting. And I believe that we all have our, you know, individual stories of how we, you know, got into just special and, and just, you know, get out of the field. But the, another question I want to ask you is what are really geohazards? What are there? To simply
1: put, geohazards are uh, events caused by geological processes and futures that are potentially dangerous or pose a level of threat to human life. health properties hot environmental resources and an example of geo hazard can be earthquakes landslide and one of the most common one which is flooding however it is very very important that we should know that all these hazards they are triggered as a result of the effect of climate change you know the, the climate is changing and the impact is being felt at every part of the world currently
0: i agree with you i think uh like climate change it's it's something that, you know, should be, be talked about. And I think what one other interesting thing is the fact that just special technology is also used to to help to see these changes. Not just what's happening now but, you know, we can see the effects of, of climate change over time as well. And I think that's that's something that is really interesting. So let's talk a little bit about geohazard maps. Uh, why are they important? Uh, what what role do they play in all of this?
1: Joehazard maps are very crucial. Because they are useful for disaster preparedness, disaster mitigation, disaster response, and planning. Most importantly, they can be used as one of the hazard early warning tools. The other map helps to showcase the where and when a particular type of hazard might occur. And through these through these maps, natural hazards such as flooding and landslide can be prevented and avoided and we we can see an example of this in most of the advanced countries like United States India and some part of the Asia. Joled maps are being used to make a better preparedness for hazard as well as to mitigate hazard. such examples are typhoon, tsunamis and landslide so you can see that the the importance of a geled map <laughs> it's it's very very it's, it's very very crucial and it it helps to make it better disaster preparedness
0: great so we've talked about what dual hazards are and how dual hazard maps could help in preparedness uh, and for oh, no, early warnings and, and and likes but i believe that git is really powerful uh, and would you mind talking us through which are the ways that it could be applied because i don't think you just stop with making maps and saying oh yeah this is going to happen here this is the area is going to affect but which other ways you know can it be applied and what analysis could you carry out to, to aid these applications?
1: Geospatial information technology plays a very vital role during and after hazard events and I'll give some good examples. With the use of remote sense data sets, you can assess the location of the affected population, identify the types and amount of damage properties. We call this damage assessment map and it can be used by emergency responders to know the best route to locate the disaster scene and provide appropriate rescue. Another power of GIS is the capability to crowdsource information from the public. In real time, the public can give reports on pictures and location of damaged properties, which can be viewed through a dashboard and several other reporting tools. And all these are possible through the capability of GIS technology.
0: Yeah, true. And I think it's interesting to see that the technology is not just used in making maps, but... It is used to make informed decisions and to help facilitate uh, quick recovery from this uh, situation. And I think uh, one interesting thing is the impact that Open Data has. I mean, in March, there was a celebration of the Open Data Day, and I think I was interesting. And to see different organizations actually uh, giving out data, you know, working together to make uh, data available for humanitarian you know, response and like I think it's really good uh, for example, what holds OSM is doing, missing maps and, and order amazing mm-hmm. using organizations and I think that's that's a good thing because it helps to you know put our data out there so that different uh, humanitarian organizations can use to help out in, in difficult situations and I think just being a part of that is one way that you know uh, we are GIS professionals right contributing our, our quota is one way we, we contribute to, to making a better world and i think that's that's amazing so let's go over now to grmi right the, the initiative oh. what is grmi and why did you and your partner decide to start this initiative what was uh what problem were you trying to solve why did you come up with this idea to to start this initiative
1: grmi is called geo hazard's risk mapping initiative so grmi was established september 2020 And our major focus was to see how we can transform Nigeria ahead of the next flood, or let's say ahead of the next rainy season in 2021. The initiative centrally focused on deploying volunteer youths who are skilled at using geographic information system and satellite image analysis to create maps indicating flood accessibility and other forms of hazard that may occur within different locations in Nigeria and Africa at large. And the... Reason why uh, we decided to start it up is three reasons basically, and I will mention the first one. The first one is to contribute to the achievement of one of the seven targets of Sendai Framework for Disaster Reduction, which states that we need to substantially increase the availability and access to multi hazard early warning system and disaster reduction and assessment to people by 2030. Another reason is to contribute to the achievement of the Sustainable Development Goal 11 and go 13. Go 11 states sustainable cities and community and go 13 is all about climate action. One of the most important reasons is that we realized that during the year 2020 there were numerous flood events in various states in Nigeria. And we see that the national and the state emergency agency and institutions they, they're making a lot of effort to address the part of flooding and we, we realized that it is very important to see how we can support the institution, government, ministries with, you know, better early warning maps for flooding, where flood can occur and where and when they might occur. We believe that if this provision is being made to the national and the state emergency institution, they can be, you know, they can be able to do the best to reduce flood impacts in 2021.
0: So could you maybe uh, talk us through uh, the process and, and what data sets you you use, utilized, you utilize to carry out your analysis.
1: We adopt two things, that is remote sensing and GIS to achieve most of our goal. We use remote sensing data and as well we use geospatial software to achieve the goal of making flood maps. We adopt the use of rainfall data, which are mostly being sourced from Nigeria Methodical Agency. We also use data elevation data sets, which is more of remote sensing. We also use water body information that is rivers for instance and also land use data sets are being used although we generate this majorly from sentinel sentinel data is a data from the Copernicus, and we all we all know how this is very very powerful although it's a free the free is a free imagery but yet it's very very well refined also we consider building data set also to be able to understand the buildings and infrastructures that may be susceptible to flooding. All these data are being imported into the ArcGIS software for further multi-criteria analysis, which lead to the final production of flood susceptibility map showing different level of risk to flooding that may occur at different areas that we are trying to study. Basically,
0: so what is multi-criteria analysis? Could you um try and elaborate on that for a while and Take us through what that involves and why it is important or relevant to the production of the final output.
1: Yes. To simply put, multi criteria just like the word multi, multiple criteria analysis, means that it's the combination of those variables that I mentioned earlier, that is data set variables, that is the rainfall, the data elevation, the land use cover maps, Considering all together in the geospatial software, overlaying them to see places that are susceptible to flooding. And I need to tell you this that Motocatria is a method. And when you look at GIS, GIS have five components that is, hardware, software, method, people, and data. So the Motocatria part of it is a concept under method, whereby people are the geospatial analysts who are working for the initiative mostly volunteer and the software is the gis software act GIS, or the open source software which is qgis and the hardware had our computers so much criteria is the, one of the basic concepts of methods that can be used to map out flood.
0: you're basically saying like given the, the technology the tools and the data set so the the key is trying to use the right method or workflow to extract the right information From this dead state to use that to now plan or to manage or to make informed decisions based on the you know the analysis that's been carried out on this data is that true
1: yes absolutely all right
0: right, so let's talk about your operations right uh let me i want to take you back to something you said You, you talked about you know carrying out analysis for your hazards in Nigeria for for the most part. Does that mean you'll just focus in Nigeria or do you have plans of, of you know expanding your, your outreach to, to other other African countries or what what's the plan?
1: Yes, at this moment we are currently providing support to Nigeria, although in upcoming years we plan to expand to neighboring African countries to see how we can also support most of the institution and governments of other neighboring African country. But for now, we, we tend to build more grant and to see how we can develop Nigeria more and to see how we can minimize risk by supporting the national government who are in, care, in charge of emergency management.
0: Okay. So I think uh, the listeners in other parts of Africa would be you know, looking forward to when you will actually be you know, charged to, to that area when you um, expand to, to those areas. And I think you know, one way that this could be facilitated is uh, through partnerships. You could you know, partner with uh, other organizations to see how, how you can increase your reach, I think. So let's, let's talk about the team. You did mention at some point that a great part of the team is made up of volunteers. And I believe that you have had experience volunteering yourself to um, different organizations. What do you think is the benefit of volunteering in general? That true, um, I mean, given your experience, right, and what is the benefit and how is that important in building one's career
1: Yes, you're absolutely right. Despite the fact that I'm the president of the Jew Mapping Initiative, I'm also a volunteer to several other GIS organizations, and the reason is because volunteerism always exposes me to new skills, it gives you an ability to build more network and the majority of them have asked me to have new collaboration so just like you have mentioned you know at a very very youthful time it's very very good to volunteer particularly towards things that are in, in your career path they tend to build you and expose you more
0: i completely agree with you i think that volunteering is a great way to to contribute to the course that we we care about and to to help out in different ways and apart from that it is a way to learn that is because there's always the opportunity to grow and to learn from different people with different backgrounds and imagine being in a team that has people with different skill sets different experiences or years of experiences in the field and that you're walking in i think uh, that's an avenue to network with them and to learn from from experts in the field as well who are actually you know part of that team i mean for me i uh, i volunteered for uh, you know some organizations and i think it's uh, it's been a good experience for me i would say that and i think it's always fun as well just being able to deliver attacks and and you know help out mapping uh, it's really fun i think that's one of the thing that you know <laughs> that's part of you know volunteering you, you get to have uh, a lot of fun as well So, say a listener is interested in volunteering to um, the initiative, how would uh, they go about that? Where can they find information that is going to help them to know the next step in uh, applying for that role? And secondly, do you accept uh, volunteers from around the world or is it just uh, people from Nigeria that could apply to volunteer to the initiative?
1: To volunteer for Geo Hazard Risk Mapping Initiative, the first step is to visit the initiative website which is www.georiskmap.org From the site, you can get information on the email address to contact and other application process. However, the initiative will come in so many, many much more volunteers who want to see, who want to contribute to reduce flooding risk in Nigeria and other type of geo-hazard. We are several volunteers from every part of the world, not just Nigeria alone. Because we believe in advanced knowledge. And as a matter of fact, anybody coming from every part of the world come with several experience, several exposure. So we are not limited to just nationals of Nigeria alone. We are hoping to several GIS professionals, upcoming young GIS professionals who really want to you know, use their skills to see how they can impact the society, who really want to use their GIS skills to see how they can contribute to the achievement of the sustainable development goal and how they can use their ski to mitigate to mitigate hazard and reduce hazard impacts
0: all right thank you for that i'm going to add uh, the link to the website on the show notes so that the listeners who might want to check that out would be able to to do so so what do you think is the future of the application of git in disaster management and response given the advancement in geospatial technology
1: well, I am confident to say that the application of geospatial technology in disaster and emergency management, management is on the rise. And this is due to its level of accessibility, reliability, and effectiveness in providing accurate predictions and models of various types of hazards What is more is that the new integration of data science and machine learning with GIS, we hope to see more application and better prediction model. can be used in mitigating and inducing disasters
0: yeah absolutely that's that's really interesting so uh, any other thoughts anything you might want to share with uh, the special community maybe there might be students listening who are trying to um, think about you know if this is a field for me is this something i want to do how do i get better at this maybe you have a few thoughts for them
1: one of my best advice to anyone working in the special sector is that you need to keep yourself abreast of new skills the sector changes almost every day because there are always new developments and new software updates. So it's very crucial that you are helped to your game by learning those new methods and procedures. No matter what it might take, just make sure you create time to learn more. Also, if you are new to the geospatial sector or you are still in the graduate school studying geography, GIS, or related course, my advice for you is to spend time to do some free online courses attend GIS workshops, network with those who are experts in the field, and volunteer for related GIS projects. I believe taking all these steps will give you the chance to get international opportunities and related GIS jobs.
0: really inspiring. So finally, if someone wanted to reach out to you, or contact you for whatever reason, how can they reach you?
1: The best platform to contact me would be via my LinkedIn, or you can send me a direct message on my Twitter. However, you can search my name, Taiwo Hess, that's initial, or Google me, or you can check me up via my personal website, that's taiwooguumi.com.
0: Thank you so much Taiwo for being here today, I did have a very great conversation.
1: Thank you for having me, I appreciate
0: it. I hope the listeners to did, did learn something, one or two things from, from my conversation. And um, to, to those that you know, might be interested in volunteering, the, the links to the websites and other information you might need are going to be there on the, the show notes. So you be sure to check that out and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Joe Spatially Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at G or just search for the Joe Spatially Podcast we love to give your feedback so do you want to send us an email at gspashly@gmail.com at gmail.com and we'll get in touch.